Week 37 of quarantine! <laughs> the rats have gone and taken over the world. The corvids rule in the sky, the octopodes rule in the sea. A war is set to begin. I'm just saying Octopus 2020. Cthulhu Giant 2020. Meteor. Giant Meteor 2020 just end up. Hello and welcome to the Magic Wings Clubhouse, a podcast where two best friends get together and recap every episode of the Italian Magical Girl series Wings Club. I'm Brendan, Fairy of the Surging Sea. And I'm Tess, Fairy of the Rolling Stones. Today we're watching Season 1, Episode 18, The Font of Dragonfire. The Italian title is Goodbye Magics, and the 4Kids dub title is Senior Witches Go to Earth. The Italian version of the episode aired March 8th, 2004, and the Four Kids Dub episode aired October 16th, 2004. So I don't believe we got any listener questions this week. I checked the Twitter. So, uh, but since there's no questions, I guess we can get right into the episode. Uh, let me, uh, do a quick, quick checky check of the email. Um, kill six billion demons. Okay. Let's Why does that sound like a Us. like GameStop ad copy? Well, uh, it's by what I believe is a band called Abaddon, so or Abaddon, so yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> so we open at Alfia, where the girls, except Stella, are just kind of hanging around the courtyard. And the four kids dub Tecna has a great line, where she says like. On average, Stella's usually about 15 minutes late, so she should be arriving about now, as Stella hoofs up, panting and heaving. <laughs> also, in the Cineloom dub, Stella says that she hopes whatever Bloom has to say is important because she rushed right over. In the Four Kids dub, she says she got caught up coordinating pens to notebooks, which kind of feel that one, actually. <laughs> not because it makes outfit planning easier like Stella claims it does no I'm I just like I just like organizing things by color oh um I wrote down uh one of Musa's best lines her priorities are straight but the rest of her brain is a little askew and then we cut to a courtroom artist drawing of the last episode yeah, uh, Bloom is talking about what happened last time at Red Fountain, and we get these really cool, like, watercolor freeze frames that, yeah, they, they do look like courtroom drawings. Probably because Bloom assaulted a royal. <laughs> that can get you put to jail or even death in some countries. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Magic's Morning News. I am Danny Elfman. No, not that one. In today's news, Princess Diaspora of Arachleon was assaulted at Red Fountain by an unknown red-haired assailant. Sources state that Princess Diaspora is planning on pressing charges. The other party could not be reached for comment. Now, over to you, Carol. Hi, I'm Carol. Sports are doing great. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. And now for the weather with Bob. Okay. Uh, weather? <laughs> I thought you said feathers! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> 
Bloom has decided that because, you know, humiliated herself on the international stage. And committed a war crime. I don't think this is a war crime. This is more like just a standard assault and battery. She declared war on wherever the the Aspro is from. I think she's from Arachleon too. She's just like a lesser noble. I think she's like also a princess, but there's like a bunch of different kingdoms on the planet. And then there's one unifying kingdom. Yeah, there's like the one that's in power over the rest of the planet, and like maybe Sky's marriage to her is like a political thing. It's it was definitely political. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a political match. So, uh, you know, reinforce the existing status quo, elevate one of the minor kingdoms to uh, a higher status by making their princess the queen. You know, standard politic stuff. It's all very Game of Thrones. Someone's gonna die. But Bloom has decided that she's going to leave Althea. Everyone else is, you know, shocked. And Stella says that this was, you know, a silly little incident. And Bloom can just forget about Brandon or Skyer, whoever he is. That's right, Stella. Just a silly little international incident. Techna says the word origin's weird. <laughs> Sinaloom Techna or four kids Techna? Sinaloom, because it's in the. I, I wrote it down as Origins. She's Canadian. Don't give her too much difficulty. I will give her all the difficulty. So I checked the wiki because I knew that some voice actors got changed in season two, and I thought Bloom's was one of them, but it's not. Uh, Bloom's voice actress doesn't get replaced until season four. Congratulations. It says here that Tecna is voiced by Leslie Carls. Up until season two, episode five, and then Jody Rester from season two, episode seven to season four. So I guess she just doesn't show up in episode six. Huh, the more you know. But uh, I am not surprised that it's Techna's voice actress. It's the one who gets the axe. Uh, everyone tries to talk Bloom out of leaving, but because uh, Bloom is 16, she can't see past the fact that the boy that she was only kind of hanging out with, they were never in a relationship relationship. Like, the show acts like they were, but from everything we've seen, they were just kind of, like, hanging out and having chemistry moments, you know? Right. Uh, and, you know, Flora tries to bring up the, hey, what about your mysterious changeling past? And Bloom says, but a boy hurt my feelings. <laughs> I'm 16. I'm practically an adult. I can make my own decisions. Oh, sweetie, no. <laughs> but Flora, I love him. <laughs> uh, Flora tr does try to tell Bloom to just at least think about it a little bit but uh, Bloom's decided that yep she's just gonna go cut to the dorm room Bloom is packing up to go home and uh, she is voicing her sorrows to Kiko now here's the weird thing Bloom thinks that Skye lied to her because she is not as special as everyone else. Because, you know, she's a teenager and everything revolves around her. Yep, this is high school. But she's the main character, so it kind of does. But I still think it's funny that, like, the show never really goes into the... Well, actually, it might in a little bit. It might, you know, towards the season one finale. But as far as I remember, I don't think we ever really talk about like, the deep reasons why Sky and Brandon would switch places. Even though, um, to, like, you and I... We watched Samurai Sentai Shinkenger. We know about this body double sitch. Oh, yeah. 
in four kids while uh bloom is lamenting about all the bus that's going down <laughs> she ends it off with brandon hasn't bothered to call either and his name isn't even brandon Bloom finishes packing up and she takes a peek out of the door at the other girls one last time. Because as you know, leaving a school means you can't contact your friends there ever again. It also means you don't alert school administration. uh, You don't make any formal arrangements to leave. No, you just dip. You leave like a teenager trying to sneak out to a concert. Yeah, Bloom... um, like, magic plant elevators. Like, she makes one of Flora's plants, like, a vine elevator. And, like, lowers herself to the ground and flees on foot. And we are treated to a sad song. Ugh. So Bloom flees Alfia on foot. And she catches the bus at the gate. And the sad Hulk theme starts playing as she breaches magics and starts walking around and having flashes of the fun things she used to do with the rest of the Wings Club in magics. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Show's over, fade to black. Uh, so I finally got a good look at the symbol on Bloom and Flora's door. Like how Stella has that stained glass uh, sunray pattern and... And Tecna and Musa have, like, a circuit board with a treble clef. Okay. Uh, Bloom and Flora's, it's uh, a flower, like, the kind that Flora has on her uh, choker in her fairy outfit. And it's, like, in the middle of, like, a sunburst. Because I guess they just didn't want to draw all that fire. (laughs) So I've been trying my absolute best to stop saying things make me want to die. Mm-hmm. Because suicide is not a joke. Mm-hmm. So this song makes me want to punch a baby. It's terrible. And the four kids song, because they changed the song, makes me want to punch several babies. Why it's... do I have wings if I can't fly? What kind of knockoff Sarah McLaughlin bullshit is this? In the arms of a fairy. A sad Kiko commercial. <laughs> cut to, cut to Pepe ra- in an ice block. This uh, rabbit hasn't been fed in minutes. What would you do if there was a duck right in front of you? <laughs> uh, no, Pepe. See, I don't understand why I like Pepe, but I don't like Kiko. And I think it's because we have limited exposure to Pepe. It's also the fact that Pepe is trying to be loved. Kiko is just annoying. Pepe is also, like, genuinely cute. And Kiko is trying too hard. Pepe is Jeff the Spider. Oh, he just wants his mother to love him, and she just wants him dead. I'm sure I made this comparison before. But it's really appropriate. As Bloom is walking through the streets of magics. Do, 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 while, do. Um. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Don't um, know the rest of this tune. Stormy. We see a Stormy silhouette in a shop. Bloom passes. Stormy's silhouette 
turns into just Stormy. She trails Bloom, sees her leave, and then we go to the dark arts and crafts corner. Yeah. (laughs) It's the bad guy bar where all the Cloud Tower girls hang out. In Four Kids, Bloom goes to the transportus station and says she wants to go to Earth. Nowhere in particular, just Earth. Welcome to the Himalayas. I was going to say welcome to Bangladesh. Welcome to Moscow. (laughs) Can you specify (laughs) where you... Premiere. And welcome to You Deserve a Drink. (laughs) Today we have... Vodka. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) When Stormy tells Icy and Darcy that Bloom just got transported to Fiji, (laughs) uh, Icy decides that, you know what, this is a golden opportunity. And with Bloom alone... And emotionally vulnerable, it is the perfect time to steal her powers. So the tricks are going to go to Earth. They're going to go to Earth. Specifically, they're going to Tibet <laughs> to find Shangri-La. The tricks say Earth before jumping into the flu powder. And, uh... Oh, what's another fun random place for them to spit up? <laughs> In Brooklyn, somebody is, uh... Like, the fire department is tapping a hydrant to, uh, you know, fight a fire. And then, the and then like, the tricks just spill out of the fire hydrant instead of water. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Witches? In my pipes? It's, it's more likely, more likely than, than, you, than think. you think. This is only <laughs> funny to us. <laughs> so, we do go to Gardenia. Because Bloom has uh, specified that she wants to go to a California. Bloom is talking to Mike and Vanessa about her decision to drop out of Althea. And they say that they're not disappointed in her at all. And they respect her decision. And whatever makes Bloom happy. He makes them happy. Because they're really good parents. And then Bloom is all... Your auras betray you! <laughs> because this thing is back. Yeah, they remember that Bloom can see auras while she's on Earth, at least. And, uh... Ora, ah, ah. Ora, ah, ah. It wasn't even a single. But yeah, th- their auras are sad. Or very tired. We can't tell which. So some unspecified amount of time after this, probably after a commercial break, uh, Bloom is having a sad bike ride. I mean, what else do you do at a time like this? And she gets called out by Mitzi. And Mitzi is being chauffeured around town in a cherry red 2001 Dodge Ram two-door pickup truck. Bust off, Mitzi. Mitzi starts grilling Bloom about what she's doing in Gardenia when the school year isn't even over. Because I guess conveniently the school years in Magic Center, California sync up. And... Does Mitzi not have anything better to do? You clearly have a hot Chad boyfriend. Yeah, uh, we're we're doing this thing where Bloom's main antagonist is a completely two-dimensional bully who has no personality other than is awful. So I guess the show does what it wants by making us absolutely despise her, 
But at the same time, it does nothing to... Give us a reason why she hates Bloom. Yeah, it does literally nothing to make us interested in Mitzi as a character. She's just here to stand around and be mean and be voiced by Lisa Ortiz. After Mitzi decides to, you know, accost Bloom for no other reason than, oh good, my punching bag is back, Bloom starts to ride off. And then Mitzi's chauffeur, boyfriend, whatever the hell, starts following after Bloom. Either the car is going very slowly, or Bloom is pedaling at 30 miles an hour. Um, I have in my notes that this car is probably going way under the speed limit. The car is like just idle. He's not even pressing the gas. It's just... It's just... He put it in neutral. They're on a hill. Uh, Bloom just says that she decided to leave her other school, and Mitzi calls her a failure. And in the 4Kids dub, Mitzi is harping on about how Bloom got kicked out of reform school. Because I guess in her mind, Bloom is just straight up a criminal. Yeah, she says, even the criminals didn't want you. Like, what? It feels like that classic bully reach, where you're just trying to say the most hurtful things you can because you have an unfulfilled life. This is going to be like that episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch where Sabrina, like, turns... It's the first episode, I think, where she turns Libby into a pineapple. No, it's not that one. Rings or cubes? Thank you, Aunt Hilda. Uh, no, actually, I'm thinking of a different episode where Libby gets turned into a puzzle and they have to find the missing pieces. And uh, so, like, Sabrina has to go to Libby's house and she finds out that Libby's mom is, like, a totally frigid, emotionally distant of a woman but that Libby actually like really really loves her grandma and that's the humanizing bit but it also comes a little bit too late in the show for Libby to be anything other than awful so I guess uh in that way our Mitzi is still a relatable teen sitcom nemesis I don't even know if she gets any characterization later on a survey says doubtful <laughs> Uh, after, like, Mitzi and her driver speed off, it's time for another montage. <gasps> it's more of Bloom sinking into depression. She's drawing, but she can't quite get the art right. She's drawing Althea. She sits at her awesome window and stares out into the city. She reads her book about fairies and looks sad. If she were a teenage boy, this would be a shot where she's just sitting on her, laying on her bed, throwing a basketball in the air. Basically. <laughs> also, um, the reason Bloom can't draw Alfia right is because that set is CGI. <laughs> we go back to Alfia, where the Winks have been called into Farragonda's office, and Farragonda is outraged that Bloom has just skipped out on the school year. She's mad at the girls for not telling Bloom to not leave? Well, she tells them that she's she's uh, she's disciplining them because, you know, they should have told her about Bloom's plan to leave the minute they heard about it so that the faculty could have handled things. And by faculty, we mean all five teachers. And by faculty, we mean literally just Miss Farragonda, who is also the guidance counselor. Much like Dumbledore, she is both headmaster and guidance counselor, except I don't think 
Farragonda has any ulterior motives for being nice to Bloom. I think she's actually a good person. I'm curious as to what Bloom's quote-unquote birth name is. I think it's just Bloom. Like She, she came a, with a dog tag. She had a little Hercules medal. <laughs> yeah, it had a picture of a dragon on one side and it said Bloom on the other. <laughs> but it's in Greek for some reason. What is this? Plus my soul, Bloom was on a roll. She's real depressed. She is a no one, a zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's keep moving before um, Stella's show stealing I Won't Say I'm in Love. It's Bloom. <laughs> it's just Bloom. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly who she's pining over. So the girls, after being absolutely reamed out by Farragonda and uh, Griselda... They go back to the room, their dorm room, and Tecna's like... I told you we should have told her. We really should have told them. And then Stella remembers she knows where Bloom lives. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Stella's Stella's gonna get her Bloom back. (laughs) And then we return to flower shop florists, where Vanessa is assisting a customer who wants pink flowers that they're out of stock of. But just out of eye line, Bloom uses her magic to turn a red flower pink and makes the customer happy. In Cinnaloom, they're carnations. In four kids, they're jigsaw blossoms? Which I am pretty sure aren't a thing. I am definitely sure they're not a thing. They're just making fun of the art style at this point. And, and one last thing. There is a bit of an I almost call it an art whoops. <laughs> I was about to ask if you saw an art oopsie. One of the flowers wasn't colored in all the way, and you could see Bloom's hair through it. <laughs> There's also a, a cute thing where Bloom mentions that it's Flora who taught her how to do that, because of course it was. It would have been more interesting if it was like a completely different color of flower, like an orange or like a blue into a pink. Yeah, but that would have been more work for the artists. Just up that brightness, folks. So we zoom out to the streets. <laughs> uh, oh, um, when Bloom talks about Florida, she gets sad and like basically crumbles into her mom's arms. And unbeknownst to either of them, they are being spied on by the tricks. Uh, who are being very subtle standing behind pillars. With their arms fucking splayed out? Like, what? And in their extremely unsubtle civilian designs. I mean, okay, props that at least they're not in their super duper conspicuous witch outfits. But I feel like they should have a chance. Okay, we're actually in that cartoon thing where everybody only has one outfit. Because the budget's limited. I'm pretty sure I saw an Alfea student walking around the streets of Gardenia. Oh, yeah. I would have expected the tricks to be hit on a lot more than they were shown to be. You mean because Icy's a 6'6 Glamazon with 20 feet of platinum blonde hair and a high pony? I have written down one of Icy's wonderful lines from Four Kids. I think I know what line you're talking about. They shouldn't call it Planet Earth. They should call it Planet Pathetic. Thank you, Icy. Nice burn? Ice burn? Snaps for 
I see. I don't. <laughs> Thanks for trying. <laughs> uh, gold star. I, I, help. Oh, um, Cinelum Icy says that uh, the tricks are going to put Bloom out of her misery. They're gonna take Bloom behind a shed and put two slugs right through the Two icicles. Right through the eyes. Oh. It's the perfect murder. The murder weapon dissolves. So that night, Bloom is uh, walking down the streets of Gardenia. She's talking to Kiko, who's here. Yeah. Uh, Kiko is eating some grass that he found around a light pole, so that has definitely been peed on by a dog. Several. Bloom gets caught in Mitzi's headlights. Thankfully, it's just her Vespa. Did you notice Mitzi's absolutely pathetic villain laugh in Cinelum? <laughs> she literally goes, nyeh, 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 like she's Buzz. in Jabberjaw. <laughs> oh, right, I literally wrote she sounds like a Buzz. Jabberjaw. <laughs> no respect. <laughs> None at all. So, uh, Mitzi makes fun of Bloom for talking to uh, herself because I guess she can't see the rabbit. And Bloom says, at least it's better than talking to you. And then, I forget what leads up to it, but Bloom says that she has plenty of friends, and Mitzi says imaginary ones don't count. Uh, I think that might be in Four Kids, because in... Or it might be... I might just not have written that don't... That dune? I might might not have written it down. Um, Mitzi asks if Bloom is upset because she failed an exam before. Oh, wait, you don't go to school. (laughs) And uh, I have another note here. Seriously, Bloom, just incinerate her and make it look like a terrible scooter crash. Nobody will ever know. At this point, I think Bloom could call the police because she is being harassed. Yeah, probably. And get like a restraining order because this is... This is getting dangerous. Just wait till the season two Halloween episode. Ooh. Mitzi pulls her Vespa onto the sidewalk and tries to run Kiko over. She pops the curb. Well, here's... I Okay, I'm not justifying this at all. <laughs> I genuinely think Mitzi doesn't know that Kiko is there. Maybe. He is a small blue neopet. But if Bloom wanted to, she could call that for animal abuse. Like, There's a few charges she could press on Mitzi. Mitzi commits a vehicular assault on an animal. Ten years in Gryffindor, wait. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> As Mitzi zooms out of frame. Dun 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 dun. Bloom decides that trying to run over her bunny is the last straw. And instead of just shooting a fireball at Mitzi, she turns Mitzi's scooter into a pig. That's the same color as her scooter. Yeah, yeah, it's the exact same, like, neon fuchsia. And instead of, oh, I don't know, getting off of the pig... (laughs) Mitzi just screams and holds on for dear life. Oh, wait, wait, do you think that pig is going the same speed as her scooter was? That pig is just running away at... 20 miles an hour? Fast enough that she can't just tuck and roll? 
It's making horse clopping noises, even though it's a pig. Pigs have hooves. So Bloom walks home, and I have a note that just says, God damn it, not again. Bloom opens the door. Um, it, so it opens on Mike's face, and he's got like a gag on. But then the camera flips and zooms out because Mike is being like dangled upside down by a plant that's like bewitched into some sort of, uh, not noose, <laughs> but he's being like dangled upside down by some kind of bewitched house plant. And, um, Nut, first of all, Nut's back. Second, yeah. Nut is holding Vanessa like he has one of her arms in his giant ogre fist. IC says, hello, Bloom. We're just paying your parents a visit. If you can even call them your parents. Ooh. And then six nut on her. And uh, Bloom bounces out onto the street like a basketball. Yeah. Bloom gets full on bodied and then nut goes for the flying pile driver. Uh, Bloom rolls out of the way and transforms. And uh, she just kind of starts throwing fireballs at him and that knocks him out like instantly. And uh, once Nut's out of the fight, the tricks go after her and they start a medium speed chase through the skies of Gardenia. They have a shot of a guy looking up eating ice cream or maybe gelato. It's gelato. Just watching them fly overhead and I'm I'm like, what? what? Girls, this is a masquerade violation. I, I think the implication is that like, they're just over his head, but he's not specifically looking at them. Like a, hey, if you turn around, you'll see something weird. We got bogeys on our six. Permission to use lethal force. Ugh, Bloom activates her missiles. So, the tricks... There's only one really noticeable part of this like little fight scene that comes up. And that is when Stormy grabs Bloom by the shoulders and, like, throws her. But they're still in the air and Bloom has wings, so she doesn't, like, hit anything. She just kind of stops. Right. Uh, there's also, like, two schmoes on a park bench. Like, a mile away, seeing all the light in the sky. And because Stormy throws around uh, lightning bolts that make thunder, they think it's just some weird storm rolling in. In four kids, they just go, wow, look at the fireworks. Oy. Uh, once Bloom's been, like, worn down, and uh, the Tricks realize that she still has some fight left in her. The Tricks say they have one last card to play. And Bloom, like, takes a minute to realize that they're talking about her parents. So Bloom flies as fast as her little wings can carry her. In four kids... They say something really dumb, like, we're gonna go have a chat with your parents, or whatever, and then dip, and Bloom's like, what do they mean by, oh no, my parents! <laughs> uh, so the minute Bloom gets home, the tricks have Mike and Vanessa, like, bound up in a laser lasso, suspended over a portal to hell. <laughs> it's like this whirling blue... It's a big blue-black hole-like thing. That presumably just goes straight to hell. And I think at the Four Kids dub, don't they call it, like, the Toilet of Despair? I didn't hear that, but I would not be surprised if they did. Like, the ultimate swirly. Uh, 
so, you know, Bloom gives the classic, why are you doing this? And, uh, well, Stormy just says, we want your powers, you dick. And Bloom says, uh, no. So they throw Mike and Vanessa down the fly of despair. Bloom is missing her crown when her parents, uh, get got. Yeah. So, uh, Bloom flies in and she, like, manages to, like, just barely grab them and haul them out. Like, there was definitely, like, a bottom to this portal thingy. It was a light. Is this the Poltergeist 2 portal? Probably. But as soon as Bloom gets out, Icy just, like, like blasts her on her ass. And then Darcy and Stormy, like, hit her to make sure that she stays down. I have a four kids note here. Oh, you have a four kids note. I do. Good, because I have barely any. Uh, when Stormy hits Bloom with a lightning bolt and four kids, she calls in an electric booty kick. <laughs> Thank you, Stormy. And so, you know, Bloom is, like, struggling to get back on her feet, and now Icy starts to exposit. Like, I understand why for, like, show, like, plot reasons, but for show reasons, she really doesn't need to do this. No. No, she doesn't. But she does it anyway. Icy tells Bloom that the Trix's ancestors were so eager to claim the dragon flame that destroyed the entire planet of Domino to get it, only for their plans to be foiled when Bloom's older sister, Daphne the Nymph, stepped in to save Bloom's life. Daphne managed to send Bloom through a portal before the ancestor witches like, straight up killed her. And the funny thing is, Bloom still has no idea what anybody's talking about when she literally just said, like, Bloom put two and two together. But, uh, she doesn't. So that Icy can explicitly state that Bloom is the last surviving member of Domino's royal family, and that makes her the guardian of the dragon flame. Wait, you mean I'm a princess? You're a princess, Bloom. I'm a what? I'm a princess, Bloom. Are you a princess too? I see Freeze's Bloom like straight to the entertainment center, it looks like. And Darcy knocks her out. And then we get the full scene of the trick summoning the vacuum crystals because I guess we have to pad for a little bit of time. Yeah, they are getting the mileage out of that animation. They've used that probably 17 times this series. My favorite part about this is that they've already had two montages in this episode, but now they feel the need to pad for time. Don't worry, Bloom. This'll hurt a lot. <laughs> I kind of liked that line. No, wait, I don't think that actually got said, did it? No, no one said it. I wanted it to, though. So yeah, they summon the vacuums in four kids. They just say, VACUUM! That happens in Cinelume, actually, because they're called something different in the four kids dub. What? Yeah. Cinelume, they just pull a four kids mood and go, VACUUM! In the four kids dub, there's something like Whisper Crystal. Whis- Whisperia? Whis- Whis- Whisper? Wispy, Wispy business. <laughs> there was a laugh break here. One that lasted approximately 90 seconds. I cut it down. But that's what happened. 
<laughs> God, that's the kind of us you can't plan. For the listeners, that did happen at... That was not synced up for the podcast. That literally happened in stereo. Oh my god, that was great. God damn. Have I ever told you that I hate you? Hey, no. So after they summon the vacuums, they don't do it right away. They literally, they have to drag out the fact they're doing this, even though Bloom is literally unconscious. And Mike and Vanessa, I think, are still laser lassoed. Hey, Bloom, hey, Bloom, we're doing this thing. Do you see us? Bloom, hey, Bloom, Bloom, we're doing it, Bloom. Stormy literally says, I, can we just get this over with? Guys, I, ha- I have something to do. I have... I have a nail appointment. So, a, like, a red sparkle comes out of Bloom's chest and gets sucked into the vacuums. We have your soul. So that means that the tricks finally have the dragon flame. Oh no! They teleport away, and this is where the episode should have ended. But no, we need more padding! Shockingly! <laughs> we we literally cut away to a nut, like a nothing scene of Mitzi telling the two boys that she's with that this pig used to be her scooter. And then we come back! back we didn't need to leave yeah we come back and bloom is waking up like in mike's arms because like i guess the tricks let them go because they they didn't need them anymore so you know mike is cradling her as she comes back from uh unconsciousness and another portal opens up but and like they get on the defensive like like, it's the witches, even though this one is, like, glowing golden light. And there's only one character in the show who does that. Yeah. Daphne. <laughs> uh, Stella comes out of this portal. And, uh, you know, because conveniently she has showed up, like, the second after she would have been, like, useful to stop this. Hey, guys, did I miss that? Oh, no. <laughs> Stella walks in carrying pizza boxes and sees that the apartment is on fire. The the the, the Donald Clover gift from Community. I know. And Stella's like, "I came here to bring you back." What happened? Bloom straight up says the trick stole my powers. And uh, Stella says that with you know all five of the winks, they can find out a way to get. Bloom's power is back, and Vanessa says it's a great idea. And uh, the episode ends with Bloom hugging both of her parents while Stella holds Kiko and just kind of watches. And does not seem too thrilled about Kiko, just in general. She looks sad, but I think that's more about the fact that she has to hold this goddamn rabbit. Goddamn, when's the last time you watched this thing, Bloom? Put it in the spin cycle. That's a stuffed animal. It's not a real rabbit. I don't care what they say. Kiko has been mofadooned. Yeah. So that ends our episode. And for a very high plot point, like this is big. The, the tricks have finally got what they've been after for the whole season. And Bloom decided to straight up leave Althea. Yeah, it's wrapped up in this really, really like, crappy teen angst plot line. 
I feel like the the specials that cut the show together make this moment a little bit more um, appropriately dramatic. <laughs> because this should be played for like really high drama. But instead, you, you're just so emotionally numbed by everything that came before that you just can't work up the will to care. I think too much happened in this episode. Like, it was a packed episode. You're right. You're absolutely right. I think too much happened. Like, what I think should have happened here was the whole Bloom leaving the school and being accosted by Mitzi. That itself should have been, like, one episode. And then at the end, the tricks come out. It's like, we found you, Bloom. Next episode, that whole... You know what I mean? Yeah, and... Because we're in the end stretch of the show now. We have eight episodes left. How much do you want to bet that one of these eight episodes could have very easily been, like, chopped, and we could have stretched this plot point into two episodes? How much do you want to bet that one of those episodes is going to be a clip show? I really hope not. And now, tis time for our best moment, worst moment, and MVP. Tess, what is your best moment for this episode? Uh, my best moment is going to be Stella taking the initiative to go and get Bloom back. She's on a mission to save her girlfriend. Uh, my best moment of the episode was uh, Bloom finally, like, knocking Mitzi down a peg. <laughs> that was good. Uh, what is your worst moment for the episode, aside from, you know, the aforementioned issues we have with it as a whole? Uh, Mitzi. Just Mitzi. Um, my worst moment here is just how padded for time this episode is. Which is weird, considering how much happened. I, I say here that, like, the episode should have ended after the trick stole Bloom's powers, and we could have, like, gotten Stella coming in, like, next episode. Right. We could have had, like, a last time on Winx Club. Like they did in Four Kids? Yeah. Like they did with Bloom and Sky's greatest hits. And it could have hung on the, oh no, Bloom lost her powers. Um, who's your MVP? Bloom's parents, Mike and Vanessa. They are very good parents. They are incredibly good parents. They're trying to keep a strong face for their daughter. Like, it's like, hey, we know you're not feeling great, but it's okay. We're here for you no matter what. Um, my MVP for this episode is actually the tricks. Because because they did it. They won. Aside from that, they also did, like, really competent villain moves. Like, the main character is alone and emotionally vulnerable. It's the perfect time to attack. So they did. True. They didn't, like, waste any time on a scheme... They just got right to uh, taking Bloom's parents and threatening them. And, like, you know, using them as collateral to get Bloom to give up her powers. Fair point. Is there anything you'd like to say that hasn't been said about the stuffed nature of the episode and how we probably could have split this in half? I don't know how this episode was so full of stuff that happened and yet had to be padded for time. Yeah. We got two montages. We got two montages and two very useless scenes. And I think they played the full version of Bloom's transformation sequence even. Yeah, they did. 
Because, like, normally if it's just, like, if it's just her, they'll just cut to the part where, like, her outfit burns on. But I think they did the whole thing where she, like, spins around the fireball. So, uh, if you liked this episode, dear listeners, you can find me, Brendan, on Twitter at Sonata Waves, S-O-N-A-T-A-W-A-V-E-S. You can find me, Tess, on Twitter, at Pocky Slice. That is Pocky, like the delicious Japanese snack. Slice, as in a slice of pizza, which the 4Kids dub was very into this time. If you'd like to follow the show, you can find us on Twitter, at MagicWinksPod. You can email us at MagicWinksClubhouse at gmail.com. That is the name of this podcast, at gmail.com. If you're on a platform that allows for it, please leave us a rating or a review. Every little bit helps. I feel like I should say something after this, but I have nothing. All right, so that wraps us up here today. Join us next time where we talk about episode 19, The Fall of Magics. Until then, on that ominous note, May the power protect you. Keep your mind on wispy business. <laughs> Meeting adjourned. Open your eyes, open your mind. We are the wings. Hey, Brendan. Yeah? We're idiots. <laughs>